Well, praise the Lord. This is Pastor Jerry once again bringing you the Word of God. Again, it is always an honor, always a privilege to bring you the Word. I'm so grateful you're connecting with us, whether you're listening by podcast or on Vimeo. Uh, could be you're on Roku. In fact, I'll just put a little plug in there if you're Dialing in on Roku, we're under Jerry Roberts Ministries. So anyway, if you happen to be, you know, have a Roku uh, a TV or whatever, you're welcome to connect with us there. So anyway, we're just grateful you're with us. Praise God. Once again, we're going back to 2 Corinthians chapter 11, please. And we, are, of course, been, you know, talking about, uh, you know, um, the simplicity of Christ and not being, uh, you know, somehow deceived from the simplicity of Christ. I'm not even sure yet, really, if I've even titled the series yet, but we're basically talking about, uh, you know, keeping things simple, praise God. You know, the Lord uh, designed things to be a simple thing, all right, not complicated, in other words, okay? Um, you know, nothing really in God's complicated. All right. Now, there might be a few things we're going to find out before we're done here today, a few things that might be a little unusual, all right, that's for sure, but not complicated, all right? So today, once again, uh, 2 Corinthians 11, let's read our key verse. Verse 3, please, it says, But I fear, lest somehow as the serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness, so your minds may be corrupted from the simplicity that's in Christ, okay? And of course, he's talking to the church at Corinth here. Uh, they're having some issues, all right? And, and really, part of what happens is things get a little complicated uh, because, you know, man gets involved and pretty soon they got a bunch of rules and regulations and things that maybe weren't necessarily designed by the Lord, but man kind of gets involved and kind of muddies the water, so to speak. And then what ends up happening is things become complicated. And so he's trying to let it be known that we're not to allow ourselves to Get, get away from uh, the simplicity that's in Christ. And, of course, he lets it be known. The enemy's behind it, obviously. And it's no new trick for the enemy. Uh, he's been doing it since the garden. Um, you know, we know that, and that's what he says here in this verse, you know, that, uh, you know, basically, uh, what's he say here? He said, as the serpent deceived Eve. Okay. So, in other words, we know what it's talking about there. When he, uh, you know, and really what happened was he just kind of manipulated her a little bit and got her to fall. And, of course, Adam was right there, too, so Adam fell, too. But the bottom line is, is this, as the serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness. Let me, let me define some of that. I think I've done it every week, but we'll do it again. The word deceive, of course, uh, refers to, um, to be seduced. And it literally means to be seduced wholly or as a whole, okay? It means a... Um, to be beguiled or to be attracted with bait, okay, and manipulated, okay, and that's kind of exactly what happened there. Uh, you know, she took it hook, line, and sinker, right? She took the bait, got manipulated, and it says here by the craftiness, by his craftiness, okay, uh, the word craftiness means trickery or cunning uh, subtility. I'm not even sure if I pronounce that word perfectly, but but anyway, it means a deceptive reasoning is what it refers to. So a deceptive reasoning or hair splitting, I thought was uh, kind of a, a unique uh, uh, synonym there for that. Uh, hair splitting, in which sometimes that's exactly what happens. Sometimes things get confused or sometimes things get complicated just because everybody starts hair splitting, okay, getting little nitpicky about certain things that maybe have no business to be nitpicky about. Just keep things simple for the most part, amen. And uh, so it's talking about deceptive reasoning. So what happened was the enemy deceived Eve through some deceptive reasoning. All right. She took it, hook, line, and sinker. And, of course, you know, we know the rest of the story there. Uh, it goes on to say that so your minds, and I thought it was worthy of bringing this out every week. The word mind here is not really talking about the intellect so much as it's talking about perception or your disposition, okay? In other words, your posture, even sometimes that word attitude kind of fits in there, okay? It also means purpose or resolve or decisiveness, okay? So that's exactly what happens here. So she's trying to, or what's happening is the, uh, the enemy has deceived Eve through that uh, manipulation, that cunning trickery, okay, to try to get her off her stance, okay? And that's what it's referring to. So it says the same thing that happened to her can happen to you and me. So our perception or our disposition, or purpose, or decisiveness gets off because of the enemy. It says, lest your mind be corrupted from the simplicity that's in Christ. The word corrupted means spoiled, defiled, ruined, tainted. That's a good word there, tainted, 
polluted, another good word there, uh, blemished. And just bottom line is when you start looking at it, it means to complicate things, okay, to complicate it. And, and so he's talking about not allowing yourself to get complicated, but to maintain the simplicity that's in Christ, okay? And the word simplicity uh, uses words like singleness, which is kind of about like being focused, okay? Singleness or also sincerity, which is referring to no pretending, no facade, that kind of thing, being real. That's kind of what fits in there. Also, the word liberality in the sense of all in or fully invested, okay? That's what that word is referring to, so being all the way in. So when we're talking about uh, you know, from the simplicity it's Christ, what happens is the enemy tries to get you off, pollute, or taint, uh, you know, just that simple, you know, instead just stay focused, stay locked on to those simple things. And a lot, a lot of those things we talked about the last couple weeks. Uh, a couple weeks ago, we talked about the simplicity of just the fact that God is good and good all the time. Don't lose sight of that, all right? The enemy's bad. God's good, all right? Don't lose sight of the fact that nothing is impossible with God. All things are possible with him, praise God. Amen. Nothing's too hard for God. Don't ever lose sight of that, all right? Because what happens, you pretty soon you get caught up in things and then lose sight of the fact that God can, can move. God can do this. God can change this. God can, you know, he knows, knows a thousand and one ways to, to bring that thing around and make it right. I mean, I'm just telling you, it's just don't ever lose sight of the simplicity of that. Don't ever lose sight of the simplicity that all of his promises are yes and amen. Every promise that's in here, if anybody's ever been a partaker of a promise, so can you. All right? So don't ever lose sight of that. All right? Just keep that part simple. Don't be, don't overthink it. Don't let the enemy come in and through some deceptive reasoning talk you out of your promise. All right? You are called to, uh, to uh, inherit those promises, praise God. Of course, we spent quite a bit of time on that. And then last week, we talked about running to God. And, and basically, what I'm saying is run to God, not from God, or not avoid God, all right? So when we're in the middle of anything, God is always your source. God is always the one you run to. And even when you blow it, okay, you don't run from God, because the enemy talks a lot of people out of moving toward God when they make mistakes. And that's kind of the trick of the enemy. And so people buy into that bait, okay? And so what happens, the enemy talks you into something. Now you, you cross that line, you make that mistake, you, you sin, whatever. And then all of a sudden, you, uh, you know, the enemy takes that now and uses it against you and basically tells you that uh, you know, God don't want nothing to do with you because of that mistake or that sin. And that's not the case. You have to understand that the way to get free from sin is to hang out with the one that can set you free from sin, all right? Uh, you know, he's a, it's about remission of sin, not, not permission of sin. That's not what we're, we're not talking about, you know, giving people a license to sin here, okay? You need to understand that. But what we are talking about, if you want to get free, if you want your victory, it's always in God. So always find yourself running to God. When you have questions and don't want to do, run to God, okay? When you have things that happen, you don't know, you know, what do you do? Run to God. When you're lacking this or lacking that, run to God. That's where you ought to go first and foremost all the time. And so basically talked about that last week, about the simplicity of that. Don't lose sight of that. Today we're going to talk about hearing and following God and just the simple things. You know, when you think about now how the kind of progression of the series has been going, you know, it's about understanding who God is. It's about making movement toward God. And now once you get there, uh, be attentive, all right? God wants to communicate and talk with you, praise God. And he's going to need you to follow those instructions, all right? And there's, sim there's simplicity in that, praise God. So with that said, okay, so a lot said there uh, to review here, but let's go now to Hebrews 12. Let's start there with this today. Hebrews 12, praise the Lord. Hebrews 12. And I'm going to go, I, I'm just going to read verse 25, please. And it just says this, see that you do not refuse him who speaks. Okay, now listen, he's talking to you and me. See that you do not refuse him who speaks. Okay, the word refuse here means to reject, to shun, avoid, or excuse. Sometimes people make excuses. You know, God's talking and they make excuses to somehow, uh, you know, not give heed to it. Okay, but he says, see that you do not refuse him who speaks, which means that you could. Okay, so now hang on. For if they, talking about the children of Israel, a lot, lot of what was said through the book of Hebrews is what he's talking about here. For if they did not escape who refused him who spoke on earth, much more shall we not escape if we turn away from him who speaks from heaven. Now the point being made is God is still talking to his people, 
In fact, I mean, if you get the time, go back to like chapter 3, chapter 4, and you're going to see multiple times where it's repeated, one of the prophecies are repeated, uh, that today, if you will hear His voice, okay? God is always wanting to communicate with His people, and I believe daily God can speak things into your life that's going to help benefit your life every day. But you got to be attentive. you got to be open and, and alert. you got to have your antenna up, so to speak. Amen. Be sensitive to, to that, but not refuse it. And my point being made with this text is just showing you that God wants to communicate. All right? He's always wanting to communicate. Now, there might be reasons on your part that you're not grabbing it or not hearing it, whatever. And we might touch on some of that, obviously, today. But the point is this, all right? Understand that God wants to communicate. Don't lose the simplicity of that. God wants to help you with your everyday things. Many times when you start talking about the voice of God and God communicating with people, uh, many times people think about, again, something that's so out there, they think, you know, God's going to call them to Timbuktu or something, uh, you know, some drastic thing or something, when all along, you know, it's usually just simple things that God communicates. And we're going to see a lot of that today. Most instructions that came from God were usually simple instructions, okay? Simple instructions, not complicated, all right? And so, uh, you know, sometimes we make it so complicated in our minds, usually, you know, somehow the enemy, you know, through his deceptive reasoning, gets us somehow through his trickery, uh, you know, he gets us somehow to think that, you know, somehow it's, uh, you know, God's going to give tell us to do something that we're not able to do. And I am here to tell you today, God will never tell you to do something that you are not able to do. Okay, you just got to settle that. Okay, don't let yourself go down that road. God is always wanting to communicate with you, praise God. And I guarantee you, praise God, everything he asks of you to do, you know, if he's talking to you to do something, I guarantee you whatever he asks you to do, you'll be able to do, praise God. Hallelujah. And I guarantee you just a little footnote here, amen, if God is asking you to do something, I guarantee you the grace of God, the empowerment of God is there to also do it, praise God. Just a little side note there. Now, with that said, let's go back to, um, let's go to John, John chapter 10, please. Take a look at some references here. John 10. And it just says this, and this, of course, this whole chapter is kind of a powerful chapter about God communicating with his people, okay? But he said this in verse 27. This is Jesus talking. And he says that my sheep hear my voice. So I thought if we're going to talk about God communicating, talking, I want to settle the fact that you have an ear to hear, okay? And it says here, my sheep, my sheep, and if you're, I guarantee if you're probably watching or listening, you're probably one of his sheep, okay? You've probably somewhere along the line have accepted Christ, you know, have allowed, uh, you know, God in row into your life, praise God. That makes you now one of his sheep, okay? All right. And so he said, my sheep hear my voice, okay? And I know them and they, here we go, follow me. I love that, all right? So my sheep hear my voice, I know them. And they follow me. Now, earlier in the chapter, I'm not probably going to go back there, but earlier in the chapter, he brings out that my sheep know my voice. My sheep hear my voice. My sheep follow my voice. And he said, and the voice of a stranger, they will not follow. And the word stranger just means a voice of another, okay? Now, most of the time, we might think of it as the enemy, but really, primarily, it's anything. There's a lot of things that can kind of get you off you know, that, that, that are speaking to you, whether it be in human form, the enemy, or maybe just be circumstances, situations, all kinds of things like that, that have a tendency to speak and somehow talk us out of uh, what God wants or get us going down some other road. Anyway, a lot said there. But anyway, the bottom line is his sheep hear his voice, okay? And you have to understand, okay, when you start thinking that I can't hear, okay, you're just letting the enemy talk you out of something, all right? So according to this, his sheep hear his voice, okay? So first and foremost, get it settled, okay? Just the simplicity of this again. Get it settled. I have an ear to hear God, all right? Instead of talking out your mouth, I can't ever hear God, start talking, I can hear God. I can hear God. I'm one of his sheep. I can hear God. I know his voice. And the voice of a stranger, I won't follow. Amen. And I'll follow his voice when he leads, praise God. All right. So, uh, you know, understand you've got an ear to hear. So probably maybe with that, maybe I should do this. Um, let's see here. Um, let's go to uh, Proverbs. Let's do that. I kind of changed my notes up here a little bit. Proverbs. And I'm going to go to verse 20, please. Proverbs 20. 
And I'm going to look at verse 12. And I love Proverbs, man. Proverbs is a powerful book, all right? It's just something that you, you know, no matter, you know, how far time goes, Proverbs is always still, uh, you know, it's still relevant. Amen. So uh, the word says here in verse 12 that the hearing ear, I love this, and the seeing eye, the Lord has made them both. The hearing ear and the seeing eye, the Lord has made them both. Now, he's not primarily talking about the physical eye and the physical ear. He's talking about the inner ear, okay? And I believe that's what he's dealing with here, talking about the inner ear, okay? Talking about the inner eye, okay? And he says he has made them both uh, to, uh, he's made them both, and he's made them to hear, and he's made the ear to hear and the eye to see, okay? Now, granted, I guess you could, you know, use it if you're, dealing with the ear, hearing problems or eye problems, amen, and I'm talking physically, uh, you could probably use this as a promise, but I believe primarily he's dealing with the inner ear and the inner eye, praise God. And the reason I say that is that's, what, that's how Jesus was led, okay? Jesus made this statement in John 4 and 34. He says, my food or my sustenance, okay, is to do the will of him who sent me. In other words, to follow when he leads me. Okay, that's what he's talking about. In other words, my whole sustenance, my provision, my food, okay, is in following God. In other words, my day lays out good, and all the provision I need through that day lays out good because, here we go, I follow his will. Now, how did he do that? Well, and you know, John, you know, talks about that. We see things in John 5. We see things in John 12. We got multiple references where Jesus said, I don't do anything unless I see the Father do it, okay? I don't say anything unless I hear the Father say it, okay? Now, I believe he's not primarily talking about the physical ear or the physical eye, okay? There are times when he got alone to pray, when he sought God, got quiet before God. God would begin to show him things by the inner eye, begin to speak things to him through the inner ear, praise God, and that's how he was led. And so now it comes back to you and me. Jesus said, the same works that I do shall you do also. Well, how does that work? Well, the only way that could work is the same way it worked for him. That means God has made your ear to hear, that inner ear, and he's made your inner eye to see. See, God wants to show you things and lead you. God wants to speak things to you. Amen. God, you know, like he said uh, earlier, he said, today if you'll hear his voice. So God speaks to you through that inner ear to lead you in everyday, everyday affairs, no matter what we're dealing with, amen, you may have things going on at home, things in your business, things in your health, we can go on and on, raising your kids, all kinds of uh, great things that we, we have to do throughout our day, and even maybe a few things that are a little bit, you know, troubling, or, or you might have an issue or two going on, all right, I'm telling you, if you will take the time to hear from heaven, I guarantee you, God will walk you through that, and don't overcomplicate it. You have an ear to hear. And when you start thinking, I don't, I can't hear, I, I don't know why I can't hear God, settle down, and I'm going to kind of you know, show you something here. you got to settle down a little bit, all right, and begin to speak out your mouth, I have an ear to hear God. Those that have an ear to hear, let them hear what the Spirit has to say. Well, I have an ear to hear, praise God. I'm going to hear what the Spirit of God has to say. God's going to speak to me and show me what to do, praise God. God's going to give me an instruction for today or give me some wisdom for today or some insight for today. Amen. Show me some great things today, praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. In fact, praise God, Isaiah 50 and verse 4, amen, he says this. He says, he awakens me. I love this. He awakens me morning by morning, which means a, a daily thing and a progressive thing, he awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learned or the trained or the disciplined ones, okay? So he says that every day, if you will just take the time, amen, let God, amen, walk, wake you up every day in a sense, and every day train that ear to hear, okay? Let me read it to you again. This is Isaiah 50, verse 4. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the, as the learned or the, the uh, disciplined ones, okay? Those that have been disciplined in it. Amen. So the point is this. You may think, well, I'm not hearing real good. Well, let me tell you something. Every day, hallelujah, 
Give God an opportunity to speak, all right? Give God an opportunity. In fact, earlier in Isaiah, I don't know, like Isaiah 48, I believe it is, but he makes a statement. He says, I have made you to hear new things uh, from this time and even hidden things that you know not of. In other words, God's going to speak all kinds of great things into your life. Amen. And this is how it all works. Amen. How does God do the unusual things? Well, by speaking some unusual things into your ear, praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. That's how this stuff works. Now, another reference I thought it would be worthy, and I put it down, is Psalms 46, verse 10. Kind of a common text, but it, it, it fits with this. He says, be still and know that I'm God. Just kind of a basic, simple thing. Be still. And that literally means to stop. Amen. And, and really settle down a little bit. Get quiet. Eliminate the distractions. Okay? If we're trying to train our ear to hear, and he's going to do that day by day. He's going to, he's going to teach us to hear. He's going to cause this ear to hear. Amen. Well, then you, somewhere along the line, you've got to learn to get still. Amen. Shut out all the other distractions. And just let God be God. All right? And begin to focus on the fact that God is going to speak to me. God's going to show me some things. Amen. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, to me, it's a powerful verse. This Psalms 46.10. It's a powerful verse because... Life is busy. Most of our lives, we're just so, most of the problems we have are because we're too busy, to be honest. Okay, we just got so much on our plate. And, uh, and usually what happens with that, the more you have other things on your plate, probably the less of God that, you know, you're connected, you know. And that's just the facts, okay, because that's what the enemy's hoping for. Get you so caught up and busy with everything, and pretty soon you know you have less and less time with God. Well, this verse makes it real clear. Listen, you're going, to have to, you're going to have to get still once in a while. Let God speak into you. Give God some opportunity to, uh, you know, to, uh, you know, to speak to that inner ear and to show you some things through that inner eye, praise God. Hallelujah. Now, again, let's not lose sight of what we're talking about today. It's about hearing and following, all right? His sheep hear his voice. And his sheep will follow him, amen, when they hear it. And I think most people I'm talking to, I think you'd say that. I think, uh, you know, most people I talk to in our congregation and, and uh, you know, those that I have, you know, have, have, have befriended over the years, uh, friends of, of uh, you know, other Christians, you know, uh, they know God and their heart is always to follow God. And they may at times have complications in the area of, of receiving or hearing, okay, but they, but they make it real clear. If I could hear God, I'd do it, all right? And, and praise the Lord, all right? So I think most people, want to follow, it's just, you know, taking the time to train your ear to hear, all right? A lot of other things you can do, and I've done some other teachings just on that, just specifically on that, and you could look that. I think I did a series one time. I talked about the developed ear and, uh, you know, about how to train the ear to hear, praise God. But primarily it starts with getting still with God on a day-to-day basis, all right? Learn to discipline yourself, to give God some time I usually recommend the mornings, okay? It works best for me. I found most people that works best for, okay, where before you get caught up in the busyness of the day, you'd set some time aside, you get up, you spend a little time with God, let God give God opportunity to speak some things to you, praise God. God might just confirm some things. God might just say something about about you, and he might just give you some courage or some comfort about something. He might show you things, give you insight, give you instruction, whatever it may be. But the bottom line is, I guarantee you, there's nothing about it that's complicated. It's usually something fairly simple, all right? And I'll let you know, praise God, that it might be unusual, but it's not complicated. All right, and that's why I'm, I thought this would be worthy of bringing this into the series. Let's talk, since we've been dealing with this, let's go to Isaiah 1, and kind of a common verse again, but I think, uh, you know, if we're going to talk about, um, you know, having an ear to hear, I also want to talk about maybe the power of following. Okay, let's bring that up before I get too far into this. Um, and Isaiah 1, verse... Um, Verse 19, I probably could say even verse 22, or verse 19 and 20. It just says this, If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. In other words, partake of the best available is what it means. But if you refuse or rebel, 
you shall be devoured by the sword. Now, that's not, that ain't nothing good and fun about that verse. That's probably not a refrigerator verse, but the bottom line is he's saying this. If you follow him, things are going to work out for you. If you don't, it could be, you know, rough sailing. Okay, that's what he's trying to say here. Okay, so we're talking about hearing God. You know, I want you and, and I want me. Okay, I, I'd, I'd like my life to flow. I'd like to flow in the blessing of the Lord. I'd like to flow in uh, abundant life. In fact, when we were back there in John 10, if you really stop and think about, you know, knowing God's voice, hearing God's voice, following God's voice, it's, it's how you attach yourself to the abundant life. Okay, so if, if we see this here in Isaiah, he's talking about if you will... If you will follow when you're led, okay, he says here, willing and obedient, using the word, but it's talking about following when he leads. He says, you're going to have a, a great life. You're going to eat the good of the land. If you don't, it could be, it could be rough, you know, rough, rough waters ahead, okay? Uh, another reference, Proverbs, uh, 1 and thir- uh, Proverbs 1 and 33 is the reference. Let me just go ahead and read it. It just says, but whoever listens to me will dwell safely. I love that and will be secure, and I, th- I think it says without fear of evil. So let me, I kind of had it in my notes, but let me just get it all out. And that's what, it, yep, without fear of evil. So whoever listens to me will dwell safely and will be secure without fear of evil. Okay, so again, it pays to follow God. All right, so hearing and following. Job 36 and verse 11, another reference. You could write these down. It says, if you obey and serve him, you, sh- or you shall spend your days in prosperity and your years in pleasure. Talk about a good 401k plan here. Okay, talk about good, you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, an investment here. Okay, for good days ahead. Well, the best way to do that is to follow when God leads. Praise God. Deuteronomy 28, the first, you know, 14 verses in there talks about the blessing. The, uh, you know, the next. You know, basically 50 verses talks about the curses. And so in verse uh, 2, and, and it says here that if you're going to, uh, the blessings will come upon you. Um, it says the blessings shall come upon you because uh, you because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. You diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God. So the bottom line is the blessings come on you because you're following God. Now, if you get on further down there, it talks about if you don't follow, then all this mess hits you. Okay, again, just trying to bring out, show you, it pays to hear God and follow God. Okay, that's why to me, this is something so vital, so important, but yet don't lose the simplicity of it. One more reference on this, 1 Samuel 15 and verse 22, and it says, Has the Lord as great, uh, great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices, as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice. In other words, God isn't looking for, you know, a bunch of sacrifices. In fact, if everything was going on there with, with uh, Saul and, and the prophet of God and everything going on there, but the bottom line, he's just letting it be known. God isn't, isn't concerned about all the sacrifice. He'd rather just, just follow me when I lead you. Do what I ask you to do, and life will be better, okay? And so, uh, you know, uh, and the reason I think that's worthy of reading, because many times we, we go along in life, and we kind of do our own thing, and then all of a sudden, all hell breaks loose. And now all of a sudden, we know we, we've messed up. So now we try to, try to fix it, you know, so to speak, before God, because that's kind of our human nature sometimes. Okay, now we're going to go try to fix it. Okay, and that's what he says. He says, I'd rather you just follow me. Instead of trying to make it right through all your sacrificial acts or whatever it is you want to do to try to make it right, it's better just to follow me. All right? So again... Another thing, another way of looking at it, okay, that if you want life to go good, follow God, all right? And, and, and you know, if you don't follow God, it, it could get, you know, rough ahead, all right? Now, okay, a lot said. Now, let's go to 1 Kings, 1 Kings chapter 17, please. Now, I know I said quite a bit here, kind of came at several different things here, and... Um, Kind of did that on purpose because I, I, I'm really focusing today on the fact about the simplicity of just hearing and obeying, okay? Um, it, when God speaks to us, you have to understand, it, there's nothing complicated about it. God isn't really ever going to give you complicated instructions, okay? He's very specific. 
and usually it's usually simple instructions, okay? Now, I will say this, and I've been kind of using this word a little bit today, and that is that it may not, it may not be complicated, but sometimes it might be a little unusual, okay? And that's why sometimes some people sometimes mix that and thinking it's a tough thing to do when in really it's, it's just unusual, okay? It kind of it wars with the head a little bit, but it's usually simple instructions. And with that said, here we're looking at a man named Elijah here in chapter 17 of First uh, Kings. Verse 1, it just says, Elijah the Tishbite of the inhabitants of Gilead uh, said to Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel lives, before whom I stand, there shall not uh, be dew nor rain uh, these years except at my word. Now, obviously, okay, the word of the Lord came to him. He's the prophet of God. He goes in. He speaks a word, and just for whatever it's, if it's whatever it's worth, the word Tishbite, which is, um, you know, he's a Tishbite from the from the city of uh, Tishbe. Okay, I believe is how it's pronounced, and it's by Gilead. I think it's in a region east of Jordan. I think they say, but the word um, uh, Tish Tishbe or Tishbite, okay, refers to recourse, refuge, refuge, pardon me, or shelter. Okay, but it refers to a person or a thing to solve a problem or a need. And I thought that's worthy of bringing up, and I'm probably going to bring that up for again before we're done, but God chose a man, amen, to meet a need here, chose a man, amen, a person to meet, to deal with a problem, to deal with a need, okay? And I, I'm just trying to bring out that God does the same thing with you and me. God wants to speak through you to help, to, to, to use you, amen, to bring light, to bring you know, change, to bring a difference, to, uh, to help things along, to work things out, okay, not only in your life, but in the lives of those around you. So it really pays to be somebody that listens to God and follows God. So now God gave him an instruction to go before the king and to make one statement, okay? He says, there, there's not going to be uh, do nor rain these years except at my word. Until, until I give you a, a word of the Lord, uh, it's, you're going to have a drought, and that's what he said. Now, there was nothing complicated about that. Now, it's, it's unusual. In fact, I, you know, I looked up the word unusual. It just means uncommon or unfamiliar, uncharacteristic, unconventional, unexpected, uncanny. Okay, that, a, lot of, a lot of synonyms there. Uh, but the bottom line is it was, it was uncanny, so to speak. Okay, unconventional. Okay, unexpected, unusual, what he asked uh, the prophet to do. Now, it wasn't complicated. It was a simple statement. Go say that. Okay, then it goes to the next verse. Then the word of the Lord came to him saying, Get away from here and turn eastward and hide by the brook uh, Cherith, which flows into the Jordan. So that's the next word. Okay, so now, now leave here, and I'm telling you where to go. You go to the brook Cherith, and he knew where that was, uh, which flows uh, into the Jordan. And it will be, uh, and it will be that you shall drink from the brook and I have commanded the ravens to feed you there. Okay? So I have commanded the ravens to feed you there. Let's, let's read on. It says, So he went and did according to the word of the Lord. For he went and stayed by the brook Cherith, which flows to, into the Jordan. And the ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning, and bread and, and meat in the evening. And he drank from the brook. All right? So the bottom line is, he did what God said. Simple instruction. First he said, go to the king, say this. He said the statement, okay? It's unusual, but it's not complicated. A simple statement. He goes and does it, all right? Then God says, okay, now leave here. Go over by the brook uh, Cherith, okay, which flows into the Jordan. Yeah, I want you over here, okay? All right? In fact, what he said, he said, turn eastward, okay? So he even told him, turn eastward, go there, sit there, wait there. And he says, I'll bring the food to you. You'll have something to drink right there. I'll bring you food. Now, there's your sustenance, your provision, Everything you need is going to be there, okay? And that's kind of uh, what you notice in this text is there, God always says, go there, okay? So sometimes in our instructions, see, sometimes when God talks, there is an instruction, right? And he says, go do this, go do that, okay? Do not do this, do not say that. Go say this or, or call this or, or, you know, whatever, okay? Sign on the dotted line or don't sign on the dotted line. I mean, it's just depending on what it is. The bottom line is there's a place called there, all right? And God wants to speak to you on a daily basis to lead you, guide you through your day with simple instructions. There was nothing complicated. 
about going to that place. You know that brook. You go to that brook, and you hang out there, and I'm going to bring you food. Okay? So there's nothing complicated about that. It's a simple instruction. All right? It's a simple instruction. Now, again, it's unusual. All right? And so, but nothing complicated. And I'm just trying to bring that out. See, sometimes there might be something God says that might seem unusual, but it's not complicated. In fact, uh, you know, one of the things that uh, Proverbs 14 and verse 12 says, there's a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. In other words, if you're always going to be led by your own head, chances are you're going to end up on the wrong road and you can go down some road you got no business being on, okay? If you kind of reverse that, okay, just for whatever, just kind of amuse me here a little bit, but, you know, there's a way that, that seems wrong to a man, but it might end up in good things, okay? And, and the reason I read that or said it that way is because in situations like this, it's unusual what he's asking the prophet, and it doesn't, it doesn't flow at the head, Okay, the head says, well, that, that don't seem right. Well, it doesn't matter what your head thinks. You know, it's a simple instruction. Don't confuse it. Don't, get, don't allow that deceptive reasoning to get in. Don't allow the enemy's trickery uh, to get in there and talk you out of a simple instruction. Those simple instructions, if you follow them, are the thing that's going to, uh, as Jesus said, my food, my sustenance, my provision is in doing the will of God. So if I follow God, my needs get met. And it's the same thing happened to this prophet. And of course, it goes on, verse 7 there, it says, and it happened after a while that the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. Ah, duh, right? Then the word of the Lord came to him again. Now he said, arise, go to Zarephath, uh, which belongs to Sidon, and there, and dwell there. There again, so go there now, okay. All right, go dwell there, and I've commanded a widow there to provide for you. So he arose and went, and of course the story goes on down there, and he goes and does that. And again, you know, go, go have a widow woman provide for you. That's an unusual, an unusual request, but it's not complicated. He told him exactly where to go, and he said, when you get there, there's going to be a widow woman there that's going to take care of you. Then he gets there, and God instructs you know, through the prophet, God instructs the woman, uh, you know, to bring him a cake and the whole thing that goes on there. And again, it was another unusual instruction, but obviously he followed God, did what he was supposed to do. God provided not only for him, but God provided for that widow and her family. All right. So I'm just telling you, all right, this is how this works. All right. Is by following those simple instructions. Don't overcomplicate it. Don't let the enemy talk you out, manipulate you somehow out of simple instructions. In fact, a lot of people, I've heard people say, well, you know, God asked me to do this, but I'm thinking, you know, that seems so, you know, so basic, so simple. I don't understand. What's the point? Listen, if God asked you to put on red socks today, then you find yourself a pair of red socks and you put them on. All right? And somebody said, well, that is the, the weirdest, stupidest thing I ever heard. Why would God ask anybody to put on red socks? Well, it could be that there's somebody at your workplace today that had a conversation with God and said, you know, God, if, if you, you're real, then have Pastor Jerry wear red socks today. Well, all of a sudden, Pastor Jerry shows up. He's got red socks on. Why? Because God gave a simple instruction that morning that might have seemed unusual but not complicated. Put on the red socks, you get there, and all of a sudden it confirms something in that individual's life. It was worth it to put on red socks, even if it didn't match, whatever. The point is, amen, simple instructions. All right, hallelujah. In fact, the scripture says in Romans 8 and verse 14, have I ever told you how much I love Romans 8? Anyway, praise the Lord. Uh, it says this, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. In other words, what it's saying is your maturity level, in fact, the word sons of God means it's the Greek word, or probably the, yeah, the Greek word, uh, uh, weos, I believe is what it is, weos, which means mature one, okay, so mature son. So the bottom line is that your, you know, part of your maturity level is going to be based on how well you'll follow God in these simple instructions. As many as are led by God, by the Spirit of God, 
Okay, if, you're gonna, if you can be led by God in simple things, all right, it, it's, it marks immaturity in your life, all right? Let me give you a few, a few ideas here, okay? How about this, okay? Just think about some of the different stories that go on. How about Joshua, okay, at, at, in, at Jericho? Simple instruction, okay? March around the city. Nothing complicated about that. It might seem unusual, though, right? March around the city. We're talking about, uh, the, you know, Jericho at the time was a pretty, pretty uh, major walls around that. And, the, you know, a lot of stories, a lot of history about Jericho. Uh, pretty phenomenal city. And God says, I've given you the city. Well, obviously, at the time, it's not in his possession. But God says, it's yours. Okay. But he says, this is how you can do it. You're going to march around the city for six days, one time every day. On the seventh day, you're going to march around that city seven times. Now, there ain't nothing complicated about that. It's unusual but not complicated. See, it's simple things. And he said, when you get done on the seventh day, on the seventh march around, when you get done with that, you're all going to shout a victory shout, and the walls are going to come down. And guess what? It's exactly what happened. Now, they didn't, nobody had to pick up their arms. Nobody had to, uh, you know, uh, tear down the, uh, the gates. Nobody had to, you know, batter into the wall. Uh, you know, nobody pulled out their bow and their arrow. Nobody, you know what I'm saying? I mean, a, they, a simple thing. But was it unusual? Absolutely. How about with uh, Moses, okay, at the, at, the, at the Red Sea? He said, lift up your rod, stretch out your hand over the sea, and divide it. Now, you know, at the time, if you really read Exodus there, you read where Moses, you know, was telling all the people, stand and watch the, uh, you know, Lord deliver you, and, you know, stand and see what God can do. And then the word says he turned around, and God got on him and said, what are you whining about? Okay, because obviously he turned and wondered, what, what am I supposed to do? You know, I got all these people now all nervous, and what am I supposed to do? He said, well, lift up your rod, lift up your arms, and part the sea. There's nothing complicated about lifting your arms. It's unusual, but it's not complicated. See, don't let the enemy talk you out of some simple instruction that could, could bring some miracle. Many times there are, we're missing out on miracles in our life, because we're not willing to follow the simple instructions. Because somehow in our mind it doesn't seem right. It seems too basic or too simple. Okay? It, te- it seems too unusual. Whatever. Okay? It doesn't go, it doesn't gel with the head. So what happens is we miss out on a great breakthrough and a miracle because we're not willing to follow the simple instructions. All right? Don't let the enemy talk you out of the simplicity that's in Christ. Don't let him do it. So there's nothing hard about lifting your arms. Okay, he did it. The sea parts, all right. Phenomenal miracle, right? Goes down in history as one of the greater miracles that we've ever seen or ever heard of. Second Chronicles talks about uh, with the Jehoshaphat, and they're surrounded by armies. Okay, multiple armies came together against him, and God said this to him. He says, position yourself, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord. So you ain't going to have to pick up arms. Well, then a little later, in the, you know, you get a few more verses down, and Jehoshaphat thinks, well, praise the Lord. And I, if I don't have to pick up arms, if I don't have to fight them, then let's just at least get the praisers up and get the praisers going. And when the praisers started going, all of a sudden the enemy turned on itself. I mean, so, you know, simple instruction. Was it unusual? Yes. Was it complicated? No. There's nothing complicated about that. Simple instructions, okay? Now, that was multiple, uh, you know, Old Testament Okay, as we, you know, Joshua and Moses and Jehoshaphat and, and the prophet Elijah. Okay, these are all, you know, but well, what about you and me? What about, you know, you know, maybe how about Jesus' time? We see where Jesus told somebody, rise up, pick up your bed and walk. Well, they, they were crippled. Okay, they were crippled. And he asked them, do you want to be made well? I mean, it's a simple question. And he says, well, right, you know, rise up, take up your bed and walk. Somebody says, well, that, that's complicated. It ain't complicated. It's unusual because he spent, I think in that particular case, he was there for like 30, 38 years or something. He was in that condition. Okay? So it, it's not like it's complicated. It's unusual, but it's not complicated. Pick up your bed. Get up. Rise up. Pick up your bed and go. And when he finally did it, it was, it was that simple. He picked up his bed and he walked. Now he's whole. Okay, how about this? Go wash in the pool of Siloam. He told a blind man, okay, that came to him for healing. Jesus spits on the ground, 
takes some of the, the mud, the clay, rubs it on his eyes, and then tells him now to go to that pool and wash off. Simple instruction. Somebody say, well, that's silly. That's dumb. And, and, and why is he spitting on the ground and rubbing mud in the guy's, guy's face? Come on now. I mean, nobody should have to put up with that. Uh, stop it. Don't let this, this, you know, simple instruction get complicated through your deceptive reasoning. Come on, somebody. Don't, don't, don't let what seems right ruin what God's trying to do here. So, a simple instruction. You can do that, right? Okay. You know the direction. You go that way. Whether, you know, he's obviously blind, so obviously either somebody's helping him or he at least knows the way, whatever. The point is this. He gets there. He washes off. The man's made well. Simple instruction. All right. How about this? Arise, stand here, and then a few minutes later, he said, stretch out your hand. That happened in, in one of the temples, a man with a withered hand. Okay, obviously, the, the Pharisees were upset with him, down with him. And, and so Jesus saw that man with a withered hand. He called him up to him. He says, come stand right here. Nothing complicated about that. A man's with a withered hand. He says, come stand here. Nothing complicated. A simple instruction. It may be unusual but not complicated. And you'll find that most things that God says is not complicated. It's very simple. It could be unusual, but it's simple. Come stand here. And he began to talk some more, and then he said, now stretch out your hand. That's simple. The man was made whole. That's simple. Two simple instructions the man did, and because he did it, the man was made well. How about this? Go show yourselves to the priest. I think I did a message on that just this last Sunday. Okay, about the, the ten lepers, okay? Simple instruction, okay? They want to be made well, okay? Have mercy on us. He said, fine, go show yourself the priest, which means, amen, you go there, amen. They knew what that meant. So on the way there, they were cleansed, okay? The point is this, praise God, a simple instruction. Go show yourself to the priest, okay? You got to get up, head toward town. You know where the temple is. Go find the priest, show yourself to the priest. Nothing, nothing complicated about that. It might be unusual, all right? It might seem unusual, but not complicated. It might seem out of the ordinary, but not complicated. That's what I'm trying to bring out. Don't get talked out of the simplicity that's in Christ, okay? Many other places, okay? Uh, how about when he told them to launch out into the deep, let down your nets for a catch, okay? Well, they, they, by that time, they'd already been out. They'd been toiling all night. The word says they were already in, washing their nets. He said, listen, push out right now, do this. And you're going to have a great catch. And of course, it's exactly what happened. All right, barely could drag it back to the shore. It was so much, so much fish they caught. All right. How about one time he told Peter? He said, "Okay, uh, about the taxes. Okay, temple tax." He said, "Okay, go out, throw your your line into the water. The first fish that comes up, open its mouth. You're going to find some money in its mouth." Okay. Nothing complicated about fishing. They all know how to fish. They all know how to do it, whether we're talking from the boat or we're talking on shore. They know how to do it. They're fishermen. There ain't nothing complicated about what he asked. Simple instructions. Don't let the enemy talk you out of the simplicity that's in Christ. Okay? When God begins to speak and lead, it's not going to be complicated. It's usually some simple instruction. All right? But your head. Okay? Those fishermen can say, listen, man, we, we, we know fishing. We're fishermen, and you don't know what you're talking about, so forget it. And then missed out on provision. Or Peter could have said, you know, are you kidding me? Uh, we, we, I've never found, all the years of my fishing, I've never found a fish with money in its mouth. Okay, well, okay, talk yourself out of a blessing. Talk yourself out of a, out of a provision. Or you could follow a simple instruction. Okay, it's not complicated. It's just unusual. I hope you're hearing this, child of God. All right. I think about uh, when he just told the disciples in the very beginning, you know, when he, when he was basically handpicking these men. He said, follow me, and I'll make you fishers of men. Follow me. Just follow me. Tell them, ask it. Many times when people come to me and they say, well, I got, you know, what about this in my life, and I got this in my life, and I got this in my life, and he says, am I even really going to, you know, what's, you know, what's going to happen in my life, blah, 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 blah. Everybody's, oh, everybody, oh, just making everything complicated. And so I just tell them, listen, just keep coming. Just purpose in your heart to get your fanny to sit in a seat, to come every week and hear the word being taught, okay, or watch it online, whatever, every week. You do those kind of things little by little. The Spirit of God gives you answers, gives you insights, shows you things. Simple instruction, all right? I'm not telling you to change everything today. I'm just telling you just come and hear. Come and hear. 
Just come in here. And then whatever God begins to walk you through from day to day, that's what you do. And that's all you do. Don't overcomplicate it. Don't lose sight of the simplicity that's in Christ, praise God. I even think about, you know, uh, maybe just a last one I'll, I'll give here. Hallelujah. is when Paul uh, had his road to Damascus experience. And, of course, the, low, the light shone and the whole thing. And basically, uh, you know, he was blinded in the eyes for, until the, the man of God came and prayed for him. And uh, the word just said this, and what the Lord said to him. Okay, he said, Lord, what, should, what must I do? That's what he, uh, Paul asked that, okay, okay. And he said, he said, just go to town, and there'll be somebody there that'll minister to you. That's it? That's it. Nothing complicated. Simple instruction, okay? Go to town. Somebody will connect with you. That's it. I remember even when the boys one time, remember they, they had to go... He said, go find, there'll be somebody with that have a, a, a young colt tied. He said, just go, they'll know what to do. They're all thinking, what? How, how, what, 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 everything. They overcomplicate everything. No, he said, go to town, go here, there'll be a man here. When he does there, he's going to have a young colt there that you say the Lord had need of it. Okay, fine. In Paul's case, he said, listen, go there, somebody will be there, they'll minister to you. Okay. Nothing complicated. All right. The point I'm trying to make, every instruction I showed you, in fact, there, I just scratched the surface. You go through the Gospels, you go through, uh, you know, I don't care, Old Covenant, New Covenant, you're going to find almost everything God ever spoke to somebody, an instruction they gave him was always something simple. Nothing complicated. And again, it may be unusual, but not complicated. And the point I'm trying to make, child of God, with this series today, uh, with, with this part of the series, is to show you that God is always wanting to speak to you. All he needs is a willing vessel. All he needs is somebody that's willing to follow when he leads. And it's the simple little things. And you'll be amazed at what God will do, the miracle signs and wonders. You'll be amazed at the provision that comes just by following God. Praise God. I hope you got something today, child of God. Father, I give praise and glory for this people today, again, that they had an ear to hear, a heart to receive, and again, for opening the eyes of our understanding giving us clarity that we can see things as you see things. Amen. Give them an ear that does hear what the Spirit has to say and an eye that sees it, praise God. And we give you the praise, give you the glory in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Child of God, I call you blessed. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to watch the video of this message, head over to vimeo.com forward slash victory, or go to Jerry Roberts Ministry on Roku. For more information about who we are and what we do here at Order Victory, check out the website at wovictory.org. That's wovictory.org. See you there.